0: What's up guys, Brendan Boylan here, host of the Houdat Discussion Podcast. You can follow all of my other New Orleans Saints work with the Saints News Network over on si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Saints. Now we have a quick and short little preview of the Saints Week 14 matchup with the New York Jets. It looks like it's going to be Taysom Hill playing with a splint on his right hand. Can the Saints snap? their five-game losing streak? Can they get a crucial win in New York if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive? I'm going to tell you three things to watch in this matchup right after the intro. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Houdat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. Alright guys, so we all know that the New Orleans Saints on their biggest losing skid in the Sean Payton era. And, well, it's not going to get any easier looking at the remainder of the schedule. The Saints still play a handful of divisional matchups. They get two AFC East opponents. Of course, you have the New York Jets this Sunday and you have the Miami Dolphins coming up As well, this seems like maybe the most winnable game left on the schedule for the New Orleans Saints up in East Rutherford, New Jersey, taking on the Jets. But they got some injuries as they have all year that are going to plague them today. They got some issues with COVID-19, but some bright sides with some guys coming back. Teron Armstead expected to play today, though he was limited in practice all week. Alvin Kamara not carrying an injury designation, so after Kamara's missed four weeks, he's going to be back for the New Orleans Saints right in time for fantasy season as well. If you're curious about my stardom and sit 'em for the week, make sure you go to SI.com and check that out. I give you two New Orleans Saints offensive guys that I feel are must-starts this week, Uh, and hint-hint, Alvin Kamara is one of the two. But nonetheless, I want to quickly jump into three things to watch this week, if the Saints are going to come out on top and break that five-game losing streak. And number one is Taysom Hill. Uh, The thing to watch with Taysom Hill, we know what he can do with his legs, and he's taking on a defense that allows a lot of rushing yards per game. If you want some proof, just go on and throw on the tape. Last week, the Jets and the Eagles, the Eagles ran all over the Jets, just as many teams have. This season, including the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. So the Jets very susceptible to the run. I expect Taysom Hill to uh, do what Taysom Hill is known to do. And that's just be that big, powerful uh, running quarterback, whether it's by design, whether it's in the scramble. I mean, even in the loss last week to Dallas, Taysom finished with over 100 yards On the ground, I expect something similar, but what I'm more concerned about, what I'm focusing a little bit more on with Taysom Hill, has been maybe the knock on Hill uh, during his time as an NFL quarterback, is what he does with his arm. And even more so this week, remember against Dallas, uh, Taysom Hill suffered an injury on his throwing hand, particularly speaking his middle finger of his right hand. Uh, end up being diagnosed with something called mallet finger, uh, very similar to what Russell Wilson had suffered earlier this season with the Seattle Seahawks. However, Hill avoided surgery, and he's going to play through the injury. Um, this is where the concern comes in. You saw last week, if you watched the Thursday night matchup, that Hill played a lot of that game with a splint on his middle finger, well, that splint is not coming off. And you could definitely see, though Hill, again, has been criticized for his inaccuracy in his NFL career, you could see there was uh, an adjustment period with the splint. You could tell there was some uncomfortableness throwing with the splint, and that certainly hurts your accuracy. And any one of you that are listening that have ever broke your finger or uh, sprained a finger and, and had to have a splint on or Uh, Maybe you taped two fingers together uh, when you broke a finger. You know how bulky, irritating, and uncomfortable it is to wear a splint. And so imagine that uncomfortableness that you had as a child or maybe as an adult with that splint on your finger when you broke your finger. Now, think about trying to grip, hold, and throw a football at the highest level of competition. It's not that easy. And that's one of the biggest things I'm looking out for with Taysom today is how is he going to handle that? How is Sean Payton going to handle that? Because if it becomes very obvious early in the game that maybe Taysom isn't as accurate or as comfortable, how does the game plan change? That's going to be my first thing to watch. Sticking on the offensive side of the football, I kind of teased it a little bit with Alvin Kamara returning. But I want to see what Alvin Kamara does for this New Orleans Saints team on the offensive side of the ball, not just as a running back, but particularly as a receiver. Listen, you can go and read my work on SI. You can go back to other podcasts I've done here. And it's very evident that the New Orleans Saints have the worst receiving corps in football. And they even took a bigger hit. You know, Deontay Harris suspended for three weeks. Lil Jordan Humphrey not going to play this week for New Orleans. The Saints actually cut Kenny Stills earlier this week, but because of everything that happened to the depleted receiving room, got re-signed the next day. So the Saints are without a lot uh, right there at wide receiver. Obviously, we've talked about Michael Thomas all year. There's no magic potion. Mike Thomas isn't coming back. Uh, in 2021, but you have Marquez Callaway. you got Kenny Stills, like I said, Deontay Harris is gone, little Jordan Humphrey's gone, you have Traquan Smith who's going to be healthy, uh, but just like the narrative has been throughout the entire season, the Saints receivers not looking too good, and then you could also throw in a guy like Ty Montgomery this week who's going to be inactive because he was added to the reserve COVID list. There's not a whole lot of weapons, and you could go to tight end as well. Obviously, Troutman is still out uh, for New Orleans, and I think Alvin Kamara is going to have to play a big role. Now, what makes that difficult is the fact that New Orleans is without Ingram and Montgomery uh, today because of the reserve COVID, uh, they're both being added to the reserve COVID list, which means you're not going to be able to move Kamara around. Kamara's going to get a whole lot of snaps. He's going to get a ton of snaps uh, at running back, Today, I'm just curious, especially kind of going hand in hand with the first thing to watch with Taysom's uh, injury to his finger. How does Sean Payton move Kamara around? How do they get him the ball in space? Uh, Is he going to have a lot of receptions today or is it going to be more of let's get Alvin Kamara just going on the ground? Um, As I mentioned before, the Jets very susceptible to the run, haven't played the run well, but they're also dead last in the league. Against the past. So, how is Kamara used as a chess piece and also coming back from from an injury? Yes, he's had four weeks to recover, uh, but just like anything, practice is way different from a game. Now, it's not going to take too long for Kamara to get resituated, but you don't want to overdo it. And it's been a concern with Kamara over the last couple years, and the Saints have done a really good job. I don't want to say limiting his snaps by any means, but certainly not running him into the dirt. This year, before trading for Mark Ingram, Kamara was putting up career numbers in terms of touches per game, over 20 carries per game. He'd only done that once uh, in his NFL career before this season, and he's done it a handful of times this year. So are we going to see a 20-carry Alvin Kamara kind of a game, or are we going to see him get slowly situated uh, back into it and again, I, we all have to applaud the New Orleans Saints for not running him into the dirt. You can see what Carolina's done uh, with Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, unfortunately just another big injury for a very talented player uh, in our league. And that's what happens when you have a guy touch the ball 30, 40 times a game. And New Orleans has done a really good job of not doing that uh, to Kamara early in his NFL career. And uh, certainly as he's about to hit his prime if you look at just kind of science. You you go 27 to about 31 is probably the the best athletic prime of your career. Uh, And Alvin Kamara is going to be hitting that soon. New Orleans has made sure there's not a whole lot of miles uh, on number 41. But how are the Saints going to use 41 today Uh, just as a pure offensive weapon? Because the Saints definitely need a spark. I think even in the loss, even with four interceptions, uh, I think Taysom Hill provided a good spark to the offense against Dallas, However, there's still something missing, and I think that one thing that's missing is what many would argue the best offensive weapon in all of the NFL. Alvin Kamara returns this week. Make sure to get him in your fantasy starting lineups. Again, if you want to go uh, check out the other New Orleans Saints that I say is a must-start this week, go to si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Saints or just saints.media. I got one more thing to watch in the Saints Week 14 matchup with the New York Jets. We're going to talk about it after the break. You're listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Alright guys, the final thing to watch this week for the New Orleans Saints. We already talked about Taysom Hill and his mallet finger. How is that going to affect him in the passing game? We talked about Alvin Kamara, his first game back. How are the Saints going to use him as a chess piece on offense and Uh, Make sure he doesn't get a whole lot of touches today. You don't want to overdo it in his first week back. We just talked about those two things. And my third thing is going to be the defensive side of the ball and special teams. I'm cheating a little bit. I got got two things for my third thing. Uh, The first one's going to be defensively. No Cameron Jordan. It's the first time I've ever said that in my time covering the New Orleans Saints. And that goes past my time covering the New Orleans Saints. It's... Cameron Jordan's going to miss his first NFL game uh, because of the COVID protocols. He was added to the reserve COVID list. He is at home. And, um, you know, though a lot of people are disappointed with Cam's performance this season, I think he's not getting enough credit personally. Uh, Just because the sack numbers aren't there doesn't mean he's not affecting um, the way the New Orleans Saints are playing and pressuring quarterbacks uh, or getting into the backfield for that matter. But that's big from a leadership standpoint. Yes, you have Demario Davis. Yes, you have Malcolm Jenkins. But, I mean, Cameron Jordan's been the guy defensively for for over a decade for New Orleans. So how does New Orleans respond to that? Uh, Marcus Davenport is uh, questionable, but I think he's expected to play going into the game. But how are the Saints going to respond? They do get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He was uh, designated to return from IR. So... How do the Saints pressure this rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson, who's going to be without his top two receivers, by the way? Uh, so New Orleans needs to come out and have a statement game defensively. I think they fell off a little bit the last couple weeks. You could, you could blame that to injury. You could blame that on a lot of things. But I think just frankly, the Saints defense has not performed up to par or what we saw earlier in the season. So I think this is a, a big bounce back game opportunity for New Orleans. Like I said, you have some of the odds in your favor. Uh, Corey Davis not gonna play uh, for the Jets neither is Elijah Moore and so you have a rookie quarterback with some young receivers how do you get pressure in his face but remember Zach Wilson's also very elusive but how do you make Zach Wilson uncomfortable early in the game I think a lot of that falls on the defense Dennis Allen's gonna have to be creative um, and put guys in positions to to make plays I mean Marshawn Lattimore's had an up and down year for a lot of people, but he's also first in the league in forced incompletions. And I still think that he deserved every ounce uh, and every penny of the contract extension that he signed for New Orleans. I think he's a very valuable and vital piece to what the Saints want to do moving forward. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a bounce back week for him. This could be a big confidence boost game for a guy like Paulson Adebo uh, as well if he comes out and has a good game. And for some of that defensive line that's just been hurt, um, you know, I talked about it at the jump. New Orleans has just been bit over and over and over rigorously with the, the injury bug this season. So I think it would be a big confidence boost for some of these guys who have been injured consistently or have been up and down and up and down uh, for them to come out and, and be healthy and have, have a good show. Now with the special teams, uh, I would mentioned Deontay Harris is not going to play. He's on that suspension um, you probably would throw a guy like Ty Montgomery back there to to field kicks and return, and he's out with with COVID. So who's going to be the return man for New Orleans? And can the hidden yardage per se in the kicking game make a difference for New Orleans today? I'm not quite sure who's going to be fielding uh, kicks. You've seen Alvin Kamara do it in the past. You've seen Marquez Callaway do it in the past. Um, some rumblings that maybe even Esop Winston. Uh, the receiver could come up from the practice squad and be the return man today. I'm just looking for someone uh, to make a difference. I'm a firm believer in special teams has to be special uh, to win the game. That's something that I've heard over and over and over in my time with the Saints News Network, uh, whether it was podcasting uh, with Coach Rick Gailey, uh, something he said all the time, and, and of course the the late Derek Stevens as well, two, two guys that I really am thankful to have gotten a chance to, to work with both gone way too soon. But I heard that on podcasts week after week after week, and I think it's been drilled into my head. Um, you have to win special teams. And look how true it is this season uh, with the Saints kicking game. You, you have to win on special teams. And I'm looking for who's going to make the difference in the return game because Deontay Harris, the most electric return man in the league, is not available. So next man up mentality, who's going to make the difference for New Orleans on special teams, uh, and can the Saints ultimately just come out and have their best team performance in over a month? I think those are some things that Saints fans are, are hoping for, and that might be on the Christmas list. You always want to see the Saints win again, because uh, it's been quite a while. Well, guys, that's all the time that I have today for the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Just a quick little three things to watch as you guys are getting ready for the Saints and Jets on a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. You can follow all of my Saints work again with the Saints News Network over on si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Saints or just saints.media. You can give me a follow on Twitter at BT Boylan. Follow me for the Saints work, uh, my ESPN work, and, of course, my film work. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at the dis D-I-S, and until next time, find your peace, spread love, practice positivity, and we'll see you on the next edition of the Hudak Discussion Podcast.